Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, it's a Locked On Mavericks podcast for Thursday, March 16th, episode number 99. The next episode will be episode number 100, if you know what I'm saying. I'm Mike Marshall at Machine Sports on Twitter. He is Jacob Kemp at Not Jack Kemp on Twitter. And you can follow the show at Locked On Mavs if you're so inclined. And you can shoot us an email too. We have, uh, we have one of those, LockedOnMavs at gmail.com. I'm sure it's linked to some random Twitter account, that some rogue Twitter account that I made two years ago. But uh, that's how life works when you can't remember the passwords to Twitter accounts you made two years ago. <laughs> the parody account just kind of drifts to the side. <laughs> um, all right, we've got, uh, I think, maybe the most exciting game. And since that Cleveland Cavaliers-San Antonio Spurs run from like a, a month ago, because we spent a little bit of time yesterday before we jumped into some of the college stuff explaining how stinking good the Wizards are right now. And I don't know, I was I had some other duties earlier in the evening, so I ended up accidentally seeing the final score, um, but then had to go watch the game. And I swear to God, when Porter hits that three to make it 74-61, and then Jennings hits that just like blindfolded three from the corner to make it 79-68, I'm like, did I read something wrong? Yep. Like, they're about to get run out this gym. And just the most bizarre sequence of events <laughs> happened from that moment on. Um, as we found a lot this season, um, on, I don't know, uh, 50 occasions or so, uh, the other team had not one single person that could guard Harrison Barnes for extended minutes. Um, and I think he had, what did he have through three quarters? I swear he had 20 through three quarters. Um, if I can find the damn thing. There we go. Uh, yeah, 21 through th- the first three quarters. Um, 13 in the third. So just imagine what would have happened to the Mavericks in the third if Harrison Barnes didn't go uh, full-on blue steel. But uh, going into half, I thought Nerlens had killed John Wall. I thought the Wizards were done because <laughs> I seriously thought John Wall had broken his foot. Yeah, I was really surprised he came back for sure. I mean, he got up and limped off on his own, but it looked really bad. And the way he landed, mm-hmm. which I was honestly kind of bummed about whenever I first saw it. I mean, oh, I was, that was sad for sure. It certainly helped the Mavericks close the gap a little bit, but I'm thinking, man, I really yeah. want an Eastern Conference semifinals of those four teams that I can really get into. So... Yeah, I don't know. I think um, 
I think the my, the play of the game for me was uh, Seth like basically stealing an inbounds pass and running to the corner and taking a three. Yeah, dude, that sequence was that the beginning of the fourth. Yeah, uh, I think it I was. think it was the Seth free throws. Um, so he got to the line, made both free throws, steals an uh, an inbounds pass, knocks down a three, and then Dirk knocks down a three, and I'm like, dude, they're just gonna bleed to death without Wall out there. Yeah, like they're a disaster. And they kept trying to go down low to Mahinmi for, like, four straight possessions. And I was like, "Is it really, is that the best offense you have when John Wall's not on the court? And for, like, the, I don't know, fourth or fifth time of this uh, hot stretch that the Mavs have been on, they come out in the beginning of the fourth quarter with um, not their, like, optimum lineup with either Barnes on the bench or Curry on the bench or, you know, just uh, some kind of staggered unit out there. And they just mop people. With uh, with not their best unit on the court, and a lot of it, of course, is John Wall was messing with his foot um, on the sideline, seeing if he could, you know, get back out there. But it was it was incredible. It was a really really awesome game to watch. Um, watch them score thirty nine in the fourth and steal a game that honestly they had no business stealing. Um, and the Wizards they did melt down. Like there's no way around. You can't. You can't get past this thing without uh, critiquing how badly they crapped the bed. But, man, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think it's if you go back to the game that when Dallas beat them last time, they lost their next game and they're 25-7 and seven since then, mm-hmm. which would probably be the best mark in the league, or not best, but like third best. And now they have Mahimni back, which is kind of a little bit of a problem for them because they don't really know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Because they, I mean, he's not a starter. And then they have like a weird bench situation where they can't really go small whenever he's getting, you know, 19 minutes. So uh, Kelly Oubre gets a DNP last night. Yeah. And he's lottery, pretty, lottery pick Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Um, so the thing about what the, the issues the Mavericks have had in games like uh, Phoenix and even Atlanta is that Darren Williams, for all his warts, is way better closing a game than usually Yogi is. Oh, my God. Yogi was terrible, man. I mean, he had a – at the start of the – I think he hit a three to tie it. Yeah, he hit the three uh, to make it 84 all. But, man, he took a he took a couple really bad shots late in the game. Dude, I was already, like, on, on broil whenever he did the uh, – looked like he was trying to imitate hot sauce from the N one tour and did a double between the legs, like, just pull up from 25 feet. Um, and he missed it just awful. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. not a, that's not a natural motion to, like, start shooting from. <laughs> I know, because as a guy that shoots way too much, <laughs> I know. 99-91 at that point, and he took – it was terrible. I don't even know if anybody else touched the ball in the possession. I don't think so. Like, he was and just then, jabbing and then just heaved up this trash shot. I'm like, dude, if you want to let them up right now – Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, so there's 99-91. All of a sudden, there's a layup from Wall. It's like – that was a six-point game with over two minutes left. They're probably yeah. going to lose this. Yeah, and then I think the next possession, I think he had a really bad uh, possession. I think he just like, kind of pulled up from elbow. It was extended. two later. Yeah, it was two later. And, dude, that was a really dumb possession. And then yeah. he lets John Wall tackle him in the open court. You know what's going to happen. Uh, I think it was like final minute. Whenever get, out, get out of the way. Yes, yeah, just get him, let him shoot a three. Like, he's not. he can't hit that. 
And then the final one where he picks him up like three-quarters way and his hand wasn't in there. It was a bad call. But, dude, you just got called for letting a dude tackle you. Like, what do you think they're going to do if you even look like you're close? They're going to anticipate the foul. And Wall goes to the free throw line, luckily lets them off the hook. But, yeah, he had a just a – he did all he could to lose that game. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, little guy? Like, I really want you to succeed. Just get out of the way. And Debo's um, not doing that. No, he's not at all. He's He definitely is not. Like, he might take those shots, but I guarantee you – or he might use those possessions in a similar fashion, but he gets a better shot out of that. I yeah. mean, it might be a really bad, you know, layup attempt or something like that, um, but I he doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Brasino, uh, what a day. <laughs> that dude, uh, he hit that that first three – and he just starts grinning ear to ear. And uh, I was just audibly laughing. <laughs> so I'm watching this game at like 11 yeah. p.m. last night on my couch. And then he hits the other one with the uh, shot clock expiring. Um, and I'm like, good God. And, and then I had... think his one miss was the one that Noel caught. Yeah, he didn't He didn't miss one in the uh, in the fourth. That was some, I think that was somebody was else. Th- okay, because it was... Yeah, I that Noel dunk right was Because it was right vicious. during that run, and I'm like... Okay, well, that'll work. Dude, Noel was – that was very encouraging for me. He was awesome, yeah. Um, he played really, really well. After the speculation of the last week, we really needed that. And yeah. And he's, like, basically was icing the game for them defensively. And yeah, then and also he, hits two free throws. He was the only one that could be relied on to make free throws. Like, they went into this uh, this drought of missing, what, like five of eight free throws or something like that at the end of the game. And Seth was missing them. Um, and, uh, who else was it? It was, by the way, it was Barnes that airballed that three. Yeah. Barnes missed one. Seth missed the couple free throws and, uh, Yogi missed one. And Noel was just like, oh, I got this. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And Brasino had eight points, four rebounds and two steals in the fourth quarter and didn't miss a shot. I was really happy for him because, I don't know. I feel like everybody's kind of had their moment at some point this year, and and uh, and Nikki Nico hadn't yet. Um, so it was cool. And honestly, beating the Wizards at home right now, yeah, that's really really tough to do. I know they just lost to um, the T Wolves in Minnesota, but that was like on the heels of a what is it? Uh, the last game of a five game road trip, and the two games prior to that went to overtime. And the game before the two overtime games was in Denver. So hmm. that's just a meat grinder. Like, you're just ready for this S to be done uh, at it's that kind, point. It's kind of a weird spot where we're – maybe it's because the tournament is starting today, but you're back into this like, all right, how many do we have left here? Which, by the yeah. way, how many do they have left? Uh, What is it? Hold on, I just had it pulled up. They have 15. played – 29 and 38, so yes, that would be a 7 at the end, so 15. So at this point, you kind of start like knowing that right now you've got three teams. Okay, the top five, those teams are probably going to stay the top five. Yeah, they're going to be five teams that are under 30 wins. Because there is a between five at Philadelphia right now is 24 wins. Mm-hmm. And then Sacramento, well, 
New Orleans, but to convey the pick or whatever. Yeah. Is at 27. New York is at 27. Sacramento, 27. Minnesota, 28. Charlotte, 29. Dallas, 29. Portland, 30. Mm-hmm. That range of teams that are right now 6th worst, uh, worst through 12th worst, mm-hmm. those could shuffle quite a bit in the next three weeks. So on one hand, you're like, ah, there's a decent chance that that right there might end up costing them one or two spots. But at the same time, I'd kind of rather – a I'd kind of rather a team that's being powered by all young players and, and then Dirk like they were last mm-hmm. night. I would kind of rather them lose to Phoenix and beat Washington on the road. Like, in my mind, yep. they were going to beat Phoenix and lose to Washington on the road. Mm-hmm. So if I had to take my choice of getting daggered at home, even though it sucks to lose at home to a team that's worse than you, yeah, I think I would take, like, the galvanizing, confidence-building, sort of memorable win over – a top oh, yeah. three team in their conference on the road. I wouldn't they, remember. They, especially when you were down big. I wouldn't remember beating the Suns on whatever that was, Saturday night or and whatever they, it was. They wouldn't either. Yeah, and they really wouldn't either. But scoring 39 in the fourth and having a 13-0 run against the, uh, against the Wizards, on who are basically the hottest team in basketball, like, I'll remember that. I'll remember that game last night. And so – what what you're basically talking about um, in that little bundle of Minnesota, Charlotte, Dallas, and uh, in Portland, who I think Portland will probably vault themselves up here pretty quickly, uh, especially with the way they played last night against San Antonio. But you're talking about the difference between 35 and 36 wins. And what that means is either the ninth pick, because the bottom five are locked. They're all below 30 win teams. And then it's going to be New Orleans, New York, and Sacramento, somewhere between 30 and 32. And then there's this gulf between those teams and this next bundle, which we're in, which is going to be either 35 wins or 36 wins, most likely. That's how 538 has it projected. Uh, Minnesota 35, Charlotte 35, Dallas 36. And that one game, that one game difference is the difference between the ninth pick and the 11th pick. And that is a big freaking deal. Yeah, it is. But the only reason that I would say that I I can sort of convince myself when we talked about this yesterday is I don't I probably haven't followed the draft this closely since I was like you know probably in, into college basketball when I was like at the end of high school, start of college. Mm-hmm. But just from like what you hear the experts say, I don't remember there being this much volatility and. I don't, in general, disagreement over the way the draft is going to shake out. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the top, I think it's a little bit iffy. But once you get like to 4 through 12, I don't know that I've ever seen it like this. Yeah. Because you can find somebody – and by the way, I'm obsessed with Jonathan Isaac now. <laughs> uh, and it, just because I imagine the concept of playing Noel, Isaac, and Barnes together – and it just makes me so freaking basketball horned up because <laughs> I've got two dudes that can shoot. I've got an, all three dudes who can shoot free throws. I've got all three dudes who can defend bigs. Mm-hmm. I got all three dudes that can switch. And I've got three guys who are six, nine and over playing my three, four, five. Now, that scenario, Barnes is probably, quote, a three. Yeah. But still, that's <laughs> – that's ridiculous. And my point is just that I've seen people project him as high as five and as low as like 13. Mm-hmm. Same and, thing with like Malik Monk. So 
Last I night, know. whenever Nerlens got switched on to like John Wall at the wing, uh, and he kept him like from going anywhere, and I think he ended up having to, like pass out and bail on bail out of that possession. That was uh, I had like dad dad tears. <laughs> I was like. My son. Dude, there aren't that many bigs in the league that can do that. And there aren't that many that will even try. And so when people are like, oh, I'm not really sure that he's 6'11". You know, he's not a true seven-footer. He's a little bit mm-hmm. light. on. He looks a little bit light. I mean, I still think that those things can be true while also saying he makes up for that with the ability to go lock your freaking – that might be the fastest player in the league. Yeah. Like outside I of think Russ, John Wall I guess. Is. But it depends on what sort of fast you're talking. But, I mean, just look I at think, what he did, I think on did ball, the John Wall the game. Yeah, exactly. So, I think I mean, on ball and like getting to the rack, I think John Wall is the fastest player in the league. Like, I just don't know how many other bigs you can give you that. And if he stays healthy, then yeah, that's. I know that's we're exciting. like we're as a fan base, not us, because we're you know uh, pounding the drum for the dude basically every day. Um, as a fan base, we're kind of looking at our new toy and trying to figure out like what's wrong with it. You know, like why did we get it? Why did they give up on this kid? Like, what's wrong with him? What what are his flaws? And I feel like the weight thing is probably like an easy, an easy thing to like uh, attack. And I feel like um, I've even criticized his like one-on-one defense. But there's not another dude in the league of his size that can help defend as well as he does um, when someone comes running through your paint. Um, those guys just don't exist. And if he needs to put a little weight on to be a better, you know, uh, defender against guys that play back to the basket, and honestly, there aren't that many of those dudes. That's just not something you deal with on a nightly basis. And if you watch teams that have those kind of dudes, like, it takes some real concentration for them to come down every time down the court and get the ball down to the post. Yep. Like that, that has gone away from the NBA. Like, they just won't, won't go to the hammer every single time because dudes – you know, you want to play a perimeter game. You have three guards out there, most likely. Um, so that's not a problem for me. Like, I understand the critique, and I even see it sometimes where I'm like, oh, okay, that's not great positioning because you don't weigh that much. You're about to get tossed around. But, dude, everything else he does is just freaking spectacular. Yep. And what he did on wall last night on a couple of those possessions, I was like, whoa, man. <laughs> So, uh, as far as the three-point shooting goes, they go 14 to 32 last night, 44%. Um, mm-hmm. If you go back for the last, uh, let's see here, mm, let's say 20, 28 games, they've hit mm-hmm. 17 during that stretch three times. Okay. And outside of that, this is their, their you know, this would this would tie for second, so technically be fourth out of those mm-hmm. 28. And in the last three games – or really, like if you go back through the last, uh, let's say six games, you had a seven of twenty-five, a nine of twenty-six, fourteen of thirty-three, which would be a little bit below this one, seventeen of thirty-one, which is pretty good, but then seven of twenty-five, five of twenty-seven. I mean, they were kind of yeah. they were struggling, dude. From yeah, they from haven't three. shot well from three. I remember they shot five for twenty-nine against the Grizzlies. And they won. <laughs> I yeah. was like, "What just happened?" But in general, if you go all the way back to our D Day of uh, December seventh, they're mm-hmm. a team that shoots thirty eight percent from three. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's livable. Oh, that's. I want. I'm gonna look that up real quick because I bet you during that stretch that that's like seventh or eighth in the league. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, that's. I think league average is probably thirty five. Um, so thirty eight is obviously well north of that. I bet it's. I bet it's top 
top eight uh, in the last, what, 40 games or something like that. Let's see um, here with your jacked-up new newwavenba.com. <laughs> the one thing I do hate about that is, like, some somehow I'll get trapped on, like, these player pages where I can't do the advanced, uh, whatever it's called, um, advanced search criteria. And it's just a nightmare. <laughs> like, I don't know which player page I'm actually on. And uh, I just end up throwing my laptop like the uh, like the orangutan in the GIF. I don't know how to do what they used to do where you could look at all of a player's possessions against a certain team or, like, you used to be able to call up all their shots. I don't know how mm-hmm. to do that anymore. So if somebody out there does, <laughs> please yeah, help me. Because I, I haven't is. tried to do it in a while, and I um, I don't know how to do it. Um, okay, so I was a little bit off. Let's see. Over... That would encompass, for the Mavericks, 46 games or 25 and 21 in that time. 37.7 puts them at ninth. Um, okay. Two-tenths of a percentage away from Golden State at seventh. Wow. So that's pretty solid. That's that's salty. That's uh, <laughs> That'll help you win basketball games. <laughs> and it's still nuts that the Mavericks have taken the seventh most threes during that time at 29.7. Mm-hmm. And the Rockets are at first at 42.3. Wow. I'm trying That's to figure out how to do that shot, shot by shot thing, but I can't find it either. Didn't well, it used to be on tracking or something like that? Let me hear from you, P1s. Yeah, holler at me. Um, all right. So uh, we've slidden down to 10th, and I think uh, in the Draft Express at least, 11th would be what 538 has them projected at. I don't think I'm really in on Robert Williams. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. <laughs> they have. Uh, yeah. They have. I may or may not be biased against yeah against Aggies. Aggies. So, I don't know. Maybe don't listen <laughs> yeah. to me on this one. <laughs> especially especially Aggie centers. Um, I'm just not not in the mood. Well, uh, I mean, the reality is is that it seems weird to me to have a guy who plays the five who's six nine. Yeah. So that's even very though like true. people th- say that ah, I think Noel's actually just a shade under six ten, mm-hmm. he looks bigger than Robert Williams to me. Maybe it's his hair, but Robert Williams looks way too small to be. <laughs> A five, and I don't. He doesn't strike me offensively as capable enough to be a four. Yeah, I'm not in on that. I mean, I'll be. I, I'm gonna be fine with whatever they take because I kind of trust them at this point. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, run out of the uh, out of the room like I do on a lot of Cowboys drafts or something like that of 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 the uh, of the I, past. I call that the Escobar. <laughs> exactly, um, but the ones I wouldn't feel great about. Of this, you know, top uh, top eleven um, dudes is Robert Williams and uh, probably De'Aaron Fox. I would just, I'd be fine with it. I would just kind of be like, ah. If De'Aaron eh. Fox ever develops a jump shot, <laughs> yeah, I know. And I thought about this a lot yesterday after we talked about it. Um, dudes at Kentucky can't shoot. Like, there's just no way around it. They don't spend time teaching them how to shoot. Uh, Cal doesn't care about it. Um, it's not something they work on. Um, and Anthony Monk, Davis Monk's, coming. Monk's got a little, he's, l- he's, a little he's bit nice. of a stroke. But he's probably he, the best one they've had that I can think of in a while. I mean, Booker, uh, Booker, Booker, didn't, Booker didn't play that much. Yeah, um, that's true. But he did shoot the lights out when he did. But Yeah. I mean, it, it, what I'm saying is they don't teach you how to shoot. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to correct anything. And when I think back to Anthony Davis coming out, Anthony Davis couldn't shoot. At Kentucky, uh, he was not a very skilled. I mean, he was he had flashes of stuff offensively, but he was not consistently 
dominant on the offensive end the way he is now. Um, and it's because he shot the stinking ball in front of his right eyeball. Yeah. Um, he had a jacked up stroke, and they fixed it, and now he's Anthony Davis. He's, uh, you know, an enigma. And I think you could probably rework De'Aaron Fox's shot. And I don't know why knowing that they don't work on it <laughs> makes me a little bit more encouraged. But anyway. So if Fox and Monk are both right there, who are you taking? Who oh you got? Oh, my God. F. That'd be really tough, man. I'm probably taking uh, S. That's a tough one. I'll probably go Fox. I think he has a higher ceiling. Yeah, he probably I think does. he could be. I think he could be an All Star point guard at some point if he learns how to shoot. Malik Monk. I mean, he's really great right now. I just don't. I don't like know Michael Kidd Gilchrist never learned how to shoot. I mean, he's playing the wing, so it doesn't really matter. But he's yeah. got a busted ass shot since he's been in the league. Yeah, well, and they'd probably And he wanna... shot like 22% in college or something. <laughs> right. And they'd probably want to do over on that pick, honestly. But, It'd be yeah. injured a lot. Yeah, that's true. I'd probably go De'Aaron Fox. I just think he's a higher talent. Malik Monk's really nice, though. Um, Dude, I forgot. Because <laughs> I'm really kind of out on him, primarily because I, I feel like I already have enough combo guards. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and watch like the 10-minute cut of his UNC game, Mm-hmm. From Vegas earlier this year when he when he scored forty seven, mm-hmm. that's like the most impressive college performance I think I've seen at least in in my recent memory. Outside yeah. of like, I think there was a dude last year. Did a dude from Florida State last year score like thirty points in four minutes or something? That's possible. I don't know, but I mean it's UNC. Like he was doing to another. I mean uh, it's Justin Jackson, right? Like he was just yeah. dusting that dude. Like he would get switched on to him and just embarrass him. So. I don't I mean, know, he, man. I mean, he did he, that. He did that in the um, uh, Kansas game too. Yeah, the one that we. I think we were both texting back and forth during that game. The problem is he just doesn't seem to give a crap at all about anything other than, than yeah. you know, jump shots. Yeah, I mean, he already looks like Jamal Crawford. Right. Like he's just which like, is great, but that is great. <laughs> That's really good. That's really fun too. But yeah, I just don't know what the next thing is from Lake Monk. I don't know what he can add to his game. Um, with his physical, uh, you know, capabilities at this point or, you know, into his second season or anything like that. I think Darren Fox is a, is a bag of toys that <laughs> you can probably have a lot of fun with. But, uh, yeah, there are moments in games where Malik Monk, I'm like, there's nothing you can do about that, what he no, just pulled off. Nothing, nothing. And, like, he, and he knows. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he does. that age that are like, yeah, there's just he, nothing you can do here. He definitely does. All right. Well, uh, let's get out of here and have us a weekend. Um, thank you for listening. And, uh, Jacob. We got the wraps. No, wait. We're off this weekend, aren't we? We got uh, 76ers. 76ers Friday, and then we got a Nets game, like 11 a.m. tip on Sunday. Yeah, why not? 11 a.m. Uh, in Brooklyn. I'm sure that place will be fired up. <laughs> and then the the dead- deadest, that'll be the deadest arena all year. There is no doubt. There'll be people t- playing like checkers in the stands. Twelve win no, it's Brooklyn. They're gonna play chess. It's a twelve oh, right. win a twelve win team playing on a Sunday at eleven, hosting another team from the lottery. Why not? And then the death spiral starts with Golden State, Los Angeles Clippers, Toronto Raptors, the Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder, and I just realized the Mavs finish their season on a uh let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, seven of their last nine are on the road. 
So all this uh, going 500 over their last uh, 15 or whatever, we might be a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Because um, they are not a great road team. But whatever. We'll talk about it next week. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. Later. takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17